0: Hi, welcome to the Accelerate Podcast. I'm Michael Minnie and I'm here with Jeff Mastin. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. And we're part of the Microsoft Services team in Canada. So, Jeff, I'm glad you're with me here today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about artificial intelligence and specifically why we're talking, why everyone's talking about artificial intelligence. Because as far as I can remember, this has been around since the time I was a young kid. Yeah. There's right. been things around topics of discussion around artificial intelligence, going back to old movies and robots taking over the world. It's been talked about for a long time. But it seems like now there's something different. So I'm curious, Mm -hmm. why is it now that organizations are so excited about the possibilities of artificial intelligence? What's different now that didn't exist all those years ago? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question.
1: Again, AI is a fairly high topic, but yeah. if, if I want to just come down to the staples of what really enables AI, and, and it's something that now the technology is kind of caught up. So to answer your question directly, it's, mm-hmm. it's the underlining technology that powers AI, which is which is giving us new potential. Okay. Um, so that's the advent of the cloud, obviously. Yep. So even the cloud, you would say, is not necessarily new, but even within the cloud, the technology around massive hyperscale compute, mm-hmm. um, oceans of data, they'd be mm-hmm. able to reason across oceans of data. Right. You know, If you have those two things kind of sitting there ready to go, and now you have new cognitive type services, um, you really can now start unlocking new scenarios. And I think that stuff has just has really just kind of caught up. I'd say cloud is is really, really mature now, I think, yep. right? Yep. And now what, what you're seeing is this massive um, catch-up on AI-specific technologies around cognitive, natural language processing and you know vision and speech technology. That stuff is now catching up. So now you've got all three pillars okay. kind of firing off at the same time,
0: right? So is it, <clears throat> would you think of it then as sort of an evolution of how we're, how we're engaging with technology. So, if you, and I'm not a, I'm not a technology historian, but if you go back to how uh, we used to interact with technology and how that's morphed then with the advent of the internet, how uh, the web browsing, and now we're seeing the advent of things like digital assistants mm-hmm. and, like you mentioned, the cognitive services. So, is it, could you just think of it as sort of that evolution of how we're engaging with technology? And it's becoming much more. Uh, User friendly yeah, than, yeah. than it used to be. What would you think? Yeah, actually,
1: I actually think it. I think it took a whole 180. So okay. if, if you go back, we've spent years and years and years trying to properly understand how to interact with a computer. So back right. to the days of DOS, even right? <laughs> right. What was the right command that you had to type yeah, yeah, in, or yeah. what was the right part of the window that I need to click on to drop down the appropriate, you know, yep. menu list, for example. Yep. So so we spent a lot of time just learning how to interact with this. With this technology and what what's now happened is uh, the whole thing's flipped so now okay. it's it's technology has caught up so much that it can now understand us okay. naturally so it's almost like the computer is just trying to understand us versus us trying to understand the computer so okay. you know the there you technology's there but now if i want something to happen out of a system i'm getting to the point where i can just say hey what's the weather like tomorrow or can you please order me some new you know soap pods for my washer I mean so yeah. we're not having to understand the command or even the right menu to click on I'm just literally speaking to the technology
0: and it's been able to you know decipher that so is that when you talk about the cognitive services and what's happening now is that instead of us like you said having to remember the command to type in or the uh, um, exactly how to phrase it in a language that the com- machine understands computer understands these cognitive services now are able to understand the way humans naturally think using our senses whether it's speech mm-hmm. or emotion or whatever is that is that what you mean yeah, when you I, I'd the cognitive say cognitive services yeah
1: yeah so there's there's a series of cognitive services everything from natural speech translation so if I interact with something and I start with bonjour it understands that my native language is French French, and all of a sudden we pick it up from there but I would say you know I like this theory of like the big pole in the tent is really and I think it's the real magic sauce of all the cognitive type services around natural language processing and that I think is the magic sauce of you know you might ask a question differently than, than myself and our colleague might ask it differently you're all still wanting to order soap but you might ask it differently, like I've got a load to do, or I'm out of soap, and the the system's smart enough to decipher that and derive intent, and then take the intent and carry out the action. Which is really, I think okay. that's that's the magic behind it.
0: Okay. So here's my here's my devil's advocate question for you. So when you say that, totally makes sense. But I'm um, I'm old enough to remember when there used to be. Um, technologies that claimed to do this that would say, "Oh, the the speech to text thing," and there's a lot of funny stories, right, mm-hmm. of someone saying something and then it gets completely messed up and mangled, and oh my <coughs> gosh, this is this is useless because it's more work me having to correct everything I did. So, and maybe I've already answered it, but so why is it different now? Why is that? Why is that better now? Mm-hmm. Or is it just going to be the same frustrating experience that it was? 20 years ago yeah and, and
1: i think a lot of the so that's a great question um and it's one that gets asked of me a lot is okay. is, is how smart is this thing so right, right. you know how many different intents could it really right. get right and i think back in the day um there was a lot of manual training that had to happen so okay. so if i had uh, you know an answer i would literally need to basically train it you know, 10 or 15 or 50 different ways to make sure it caught all the different edge cases of how I might ask a question. Back to the point of technology and why it's different today is now we've gotten to the point where the AI is is at a point of self-learning. So I would kind of give it a couple examples of how to order soap pods, uh, and it will figure out the rest over Mm, time. So think of it it as every single interaction that I do with this AI, it gets smarter and i've seen that before so you must mean this and i think that is is really kind of where if i look at an organization you can get a lot of benefit from it because you can spend a very little time training it but i used to i like to say it it comes out of the box as a very intelligent grade 12 student but you know
0: <laughs> graduates
1: university very
0: very <laughs> right. quick so right that's, so that's probably key i mean it's interesting because you must there must be an element of that we we want to say to clients and and organizations that it's it's going to get better than it currently is. So yes, right. it's 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 great. Like you say, it's great as it comes out of the box. But sort of the more you use it, the better it gets, and, and the more it learns, and the more it understands the nuances, and then it right. becomes much more valuable. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Okay, where do you think we talk a little bit about the evolution, right, of of going from how we interact with uh, technology and, and computers? So, and I'm gonna gonna get you to put on your uh, your. Um, you know, or to look into your crystal ball here. So, where's in the near term, not not too far out, where is this going for organizations? So, what are they, um, what can they expect to get? Like, what's it, why why use AI? Like, what can they expect to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Why use it? Um, well, I have the benefit of working across
1: industries, so I get a good sampling, if you will, of. What I'm seeing and how okay. people are looking to use it, and it certainly varies, right? It's, it's, it's not something that's. Um, I guess you could look at it as some vertical use cases, but mm-hmm. then a lot of this stuff is very horizontal. Um, you know, I'll, maybe I'll run through a couple of different industries for you, give you some examples. But you know, in financial services, an organization as continually pressured with. You know, uh, innovating and trying to stay ahead of the curve, and to to bring in new you know new young people to the organization, even internally, but attract new customers. I mean, they're just looking at how how can we bring in new technology, and AI is is front and center of that. Um, so much so that they're looking to build center of excellences internally to just figure out what that thing is that they're going to build. Um, a lot of the use cases around 24/7 support. So if I mm. want to uh, you know, create a, you know, do a stop payment, for example. Mm-hmm. I should just be able to tell my phone to go and do that. And it knows, it's smart enough to go ahead and do the stop payment for next month or for, for that example. Or, you know, it's late at night and I want to sub and I want to understand how much balance I have left in my account. Maybe I just ask the agent right. how much balance. So, so financial services are really looking at, you know, can we, can we do, you know, can we reduce calls in the call center? Could we, um, you know, offer 24-7 support and in fact what we're also seeing there is that you know the 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 demand in Gen Y and what they want and how they like to interact the days of the web browser are almost gone the days of the app are are (laughs) kind of fading and now it's like I just want to ask Siri how much do I have in my account yeah. or Alexa or so on and so forth? So, it, you know, they're seeing a shift and they're trying to adopt and move quick. Um, but there's certainly like job safety, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of different use cases, but, you know, they're, I guess it would really kind of depend on the industry. But financial services seems to be really picking up on it quick. Great.
0: Okay, excellent. So thank you for listening to the Accelerate podcast. I'm Michael Minney here with Jeff Maston, and we look forward to hearing your comments and feedback. So please follow us on our social channels and stay tuned for more episodes.